did you know that Australia has a larger population of camels than Egypt? Kangaroos, there are an estimated 40 million of them in Australia. Australia is home to around 1,500 types of spiders, 4,000 types of ants, and 350 types of termites. 17 of the world's largest poisonous snakes can be found in Australia. And that koala bears, they sleep for about 20 hours a day. If you haven't been to Australia, you really need to see this place. It's pretty incredible. So one of the major activities that the students in Salzburg get to do every summer is a major hike in the lake region of Salzburg, about 40 minutes outside of the city of Salzburg in the Moan Sea Lake Region District. And, um, you know, it's a day event. We get on the bus in the morning and we had about 40, eh, 30, 40 minutes outside of Salzburg. And we walk around a beautiful little town on the lake. And if you look at the water of these lakes, it's as clear as can be. And it is just beautiful. You can't believe it till you're there. It's picture postcard perfect. And then uh, as we walk around the lake, uh, they begin to uh, ascend into the hiking trails that will take you alongside the lake, but it's a pretty steep climb. And it's a tough climb, and it's about a two-hour, 15-minute, two-hour, 30-minute hike. Um, you know, the tradition is to carry a rock. The heavier the rock you carry, um, the better luck you'll have after the hike. So some students pick up a rock. I saw one student pick up what looked like a small boulder and put it in his backpack to make this hike. Uh, the hike takes you from the one side of the lake to the other, uh, goes up the mountain, then you level off, and then goes down the mountain. And about two and a half hours later, we arrive at a um, uh, kind of like a restaurant at the end of the lake that is all set up to welcome the students with all the deli meats and cheeses and spreads and breads that you can imagine. So it's one of the highlights. Then we take a tour of a real small town at the end of the lake, then board a boat and cross the lake and then have a pretty long walk to a, uh, a place where you can take the cable car to the top of a mountain and then sled ride down the mountain in one of these like sled chutes, uh, kind of like a big wheel, uh, but on, you know, metal wheels and uh, really, really a lot of fun. So that's on a Saturday, usually the first full Saturday that we're here. And my next guest today, Griffin Lafayette, uh, talks about one of those days, if not that day, being one of his favorites on the trip. It's usually in the top three for most students, but uh, Griffin, who's talking today, he went with us in 2019, which was last year. He had a great time. He met a lot of people. He's got a lot of friends. He really got the most out of this trip. So I'm excited to be able to uh, talk to Griffin today and hear what he's up to and just his thoughts on Salzburg. So if everybody holds on, we'll get Griffin Lafayette on the line. Okay, we got uh, Griffin on. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? 
Good. I got a question for you. What, what, uh, how did you figure out or what inspired you to join that trip last year to Salzburg? Well, I was taking Forbes Dixon's class, who I think you had on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, I was taking his, uh, microeconomics class and he just, uh, started doing his advertisements for it for macroeconomics during the class. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like something I would actually really want to do. I'd never been further abroad than Mexico or Canada. Mm -hmm. And I thought getting some credits during the summer wouldn't be hard or a bad thing to do. Right. And I thought it looked great on a resume. So that those are mainly the two factors going to me, going into me wanting to go. Okay. And on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, zero being the lowest, where, where did that trip rank for you? I'm going to have to give it a 9.9. 9.9, okay. Um, it wasn't a 10. Well, where was the point one? Uh, I don't think anything can ever be a 10, so I'm giving it the highest possible score oh, I like imaginable. That. Okay, I like that answer. What was your favorite part of the trip? Um, I think either the food or just really making a bunch of friends Yeah. that I still talk to today. Well, you're probably talking to half of that group. Yeah, I did. I did make. I did make a lot of friends on that trip. Um, as far as the food goes, was it at the the college or on your own? Uh, on my own, I found a lot of like local restaurants and tried a bunch of new stuff I've never had before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, did you make it up to my uh, the old lady friend's brat stand, which? Uh, a lot of the group used to eat out at. Did you ever make it up there? Yes, I did make it out there. And I was actually kind of disappointed about it. Because really? Because all ordered. Well, I went with a bunch of different people. Yeah. And it was in the middle of um, uh, the festival at oh. night. So there was like a million people. <laughs> and we all ordered. And they happened to for- I happened to be the only one whose order they forgot. You know what? I was there. I was walking home, I stopped, I remember the crowd, and I remember even asking you, how is it? You said you were waiting for your food. I remember that now. And to be fair, when I did get my food, it was good. Yeah, so well, it wasn't like I was mad. It just like, I waited like 30 minutes after everyone was done. Yeah. I was just eating there alone. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll hurry up. Well, the, the great place about that is not only is the food great, but it's cheap. I think it was probably some of the cheapest food I had there. Yeah. Um, so I never once did I eat McDonald's. You didn't? You didn't try it over there? Nope. I, I mean, I didn't... I think one day I had like five gelato cones instead yeah. of McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you did that hike uh, the day that we had that nice lunch out on the lake. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? That was that was one of my favorite days. It was the group I was in. Uh, we finished so much longer or so much further in time before everyone else did. Yeah. So we had a lot more time to really like explore and walk around um, the area where we did eat lunch. Yeah. And that was really fun. Uh, I also there was um, near the end of the hike or the top of the hike. There was this um, building with uh, like a fountain in it, 
and it, I, since I'm pretty tall, I uh, was trying to walk out of it. I hit my head on it pretty hard. So that was probably the one bad thing about it. Oh, are you talking about the, the uh, on that trail at the top, there's like a church? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hit my head on the top of the door frame. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that and those cement door frames over there are solid. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was hard. And the bus trip over there was pretty fun too. Yeah. Well really that was honestly probably my favorite day of the trip. Well, because we got to go down that slide, uh, right after the uh the boat across the lake. Yeah, that was just a really good recovery from walking up that mountain. Yeah. Um, so you met a lot of friends, um, you, uh, did you, did you get to go explore on your own or were you pretty much with the Wake, Wake Tech group? Did you get out of Salzburg any of the evenings or any of your free time? Did you, did you do any like exploring? Yeah. One of the cool things we did, uh, I didn't really go off completely alone. I always tried to make sure I was with someone because yeah. I didn't really trust myself and I could, could get lost. Right. Uh, one of the cool things I did, uh, three of my other buddies, we went up this cable car that was near the hotel we were staying. Untersberg. And, yeah, we went, we went, up, we went up Untersberg and it, I didn't think I'd be so cold when I got to the top, even yeah. though there was snow there. Yeah. And I wore the wrong shoes because I didn't think we'd have to hike that much to the top of it. And then I randomly go to take a picture of some of the scenery, and I get a text on my phone that's that from Verizon that's like, hey, welcome to Germany. I'm like, oh, I guess we're in Germany now, which I thought that was pretty cool, how I just accidentally wandered into Germany. You know, the border of Germany-Austria straddles the peak of Untersberg. I had no idea before I went up. Yeah, you guys were living uh, three and a half, if that, kilometers away from the German border, and when I used to live there, I lived in Anna f- as a student. I had no idea that five miles away was the border. And back then, it was border control and heavy security. So things have, things have changed. Now you can just go over and wander into Germany. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I'm just, I just, it's like I've never accidentally wandered into another country or state <laughs> before. Like that, so I'm just like, I guess that's cool. Yeah, I uh, I've been up on Untersberg twice, and I'll I'll admit I have uh, sort of a fear of cable cars, and that cable car ain't a joke. Yeah, I, that was the first one I've ever been on. Yeah, my first was in Switzerland as a student, and um, you know, we had a couple clowns who were purposely shaking the uh, the car. And I just sat down on the ground and I wouldn't look out. I mean, I had a panic attack. So I've been up on Untersberg twice. I love it. But that cable car, um, a little little intimidating for me still. You, uh, you guys were the first group that got to live in uh, the small town of Grudig. Um, experience living out there versus maybe living downtown Salzburg. What did you think? Uh, I think it gave us a better feel of Austria as a country because all of Austria isn't just a city like Salzburg or Vienna like right. we went to. Right. Like it was really nice going out to see where 
like maybe the more rural areas and like where the farms would be or where the like bigger mountains would be and um, the older buildings and stuff like that. I think it gave us a better appreciation as well as like when we did have to go back downtown to go to class in the morning Mm -hmm. or to go do something in the city, we did have to take a like 20, 30 minute long bus ride, Mm -hmm. which getting to see like every day, no one was tired of the bus rides. Like we were just like we just get to we passed the zoo on the way there. Yeah, we ended up seeing a bunch of cool stuff that we went and did when we were passing stuff. So I think that was it was an enriching experience to live yeah. out in Grudig. Yeah. Um, how was the class in a short period of time getting through macro? Um, it was fun. I remember a good bit from that class just because I learned efficiently and there wasn't too much work but there's just enough work where it's like I remembered my stuff and I got a good grade in class well I've had never felt like a waste of time okay because I've had you know prospects and students who look at you know going abroad and, you know, the class is an important piece of the study abroad. It is there so that students get something out of it and learn. And the concern with, you know, not a lot, but I've had concerns that three weeks, two weeks, you're not going to walk away from Forbes class or my class learning anything. And I have, you know, I'm not a student, but what I see, at least in my classes, they are more in tune to the class for some reason just because they're motivated while they're abroad. So they really do learn coming from these expedited classes. You agree or disagree? Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Like, because what else was I going to do? Everyone else had to wake up at the same time. We all had to go to class. I couldn't just stay at the hotel and not go. It's right. the reason I came on the trip. And to be fair, every time I was in class, it seemed like everyone was having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then every time I would talk to someone else from another class, they were like, oh, we did this in class today. It was so fun. Right. Or, hey, I'll talk to this guy in class today. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to go get lunch with him later. Right. Stuff like that. That really just like made people care about the class more than they would if they were taking just an online class. Right. So out of Salzburg, Vienna, and Prague, most favorite? Um, Vienna. Definitely Vienna. I yeah. did have a good time in Bratislava, though. Oh, that's I forgot about Bratislava. That's right. You were the first group that I took over to Bratislava, and I really was impressed, although I was a little heat exhausted that day. but And we had a couple of the students that had, um, I guess they were somewhat sick, but... We had a we had a great visit to Bratislava, and I think that's all you need is a day there. Yeah, there wasn't anything I feel like I missed out on doing there. Like we got to go see the fortress. Yeah, uh, the group I hung out with, we were the first ones to like kind of go up on this uh, UFO tower thing they had. Oh, you the went on, which was really cool. You went on that. Yeah, that was actually the first thing we went to. Oh, okay. Uh, we wandered into some cool park from some poet or yeah. named after some poet yeah. on the other side of the bridge which was cool yeah and we did get to see the fortress which we actually i never actually got to see the fortress in salzburg oh you never went up there nope 
I had thought, I thought, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that those yeah. view those views from the back are unbelievable. I kind of wish we went, but I think on the day we would have gone, uh, my friends and I, we went to the zoo instead. Yeah. Like we were just like, I was like, hey, let's go there. Let's see what it's like. Yeah. And I thought it was a, it was a, it was a fun memory. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Well, you got to go up to the fortress in Bratislava, almost as nice. The, the one thing about um, Slovakia that compares to Vienna is we had, a, we had a customer service nightmare. And I think a few of you guys were commenting it on the bus coming back to Vienna of the experience with uh, some of the waiters and waitresses um, mine was really shockingly bad. Um, yeah, mine, we got lunch, uh, right after we got off the bus, pretty much. And it took us forever to get our food. Yeah. And I think the only funny thing that happened to us at that lunch, well, we didn't really even enjoy the food either, but it was the one funny thing that did happen was we were, uh, kind of made fun of by our waiters or by our waitress for not getting beer at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they kind of peer pressure you to drink alcohol. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did it. <laughs> I didn't. One of my friends did get a beer in the morning, but... Okay. Um, Vienna, did you uh, did you use public transport? Did you, did you try out the uh, subway system? I think if I went back to that subway system today, I'd get around... 100% no yeah. problem. Yeah. That's how well I learned it. Yeah. I've been to Vienna now six times, and I, I'll be honest, Vienna was not my favorite until the last three trips I've done with Wake Tech. I personally think that if I had a move to Austria and I had the chance, I'm now at a point where I would live in Vienna over Salzburg. I was honestly thinking about that. Like, if I had to live in any other city... Or if I could move to any city in the world, what would be the first one I'd move to or consider? Yeah. And I think Vienna or Salzburg would easily be yeah. the top two choices. Yeah, for me to even think that is unbelievable because Salzburg's always been number two in the world for me. But I, Vienna is two or three at this point. What really made you change your opinion on it? Uh, the subway getting around that town how easy it is and every stop you get off and i gotta take a picture yeah it's huge it's clean uh the restaurants the coffee shops the just the i the feel i don't i mean getting around salzburg salzburg may be more beautiful but to be able to jump on that color-coded subway system and a lot of my the past students and faculty have been over there comment on the same thing it's ridiculously easy it's efficient and it brings you to places in vienna that have everything uh you I can you think... can you can roll your bike on that thing and go to a city park you know along the river the danube and the festivals i just i'm in love with vienna more than i thought i would be I never saw a part of that city that I thought was dirty or ugly or I was like, I didn't feel safe. There is none. There's not a, there's not a piece in Austria. It really, growing up in America, it really 
gives you like the best kind of culture shock I think you could have. Yeah. About another the other part of the world. Yeah. And it's amazing we don't even hear really about Austria in school because most Americans, and I'm going to put it 90%, know nothing about Austria. I would have never been um, exposed to how great it was if it weren't for this trip. And just really the videos you've shown us and stuff before we went, I would have never known. Um. What was the last question? So you came back. What did you notice about here? Uh, a lot harder to get around. A lot harder to get around. Yeah. Especially just a lot more traffic. Yeah. People are not as nice. Yeah. Seems like it's not as clean. Right. And the Triangle's, yeah. a, the triangle's a nice area. Think, I do like the Triangle think, too, but it's just... Just comparatively, yeah, the hard to even describe the action, the social interaction, the you know. I purposely now look at people's faces, and they're just happy in Vienna. Mm -hmm. And I think about that. I think about that every time I drive to the store, and I park, and I see people coming out of the store. They're not happy. Yeah, that that really changes. Being being surrounded by happy people really makes you change your outlook on stuff compared mm. to like everyone just kind of being selfish and all on their own here. Like uh, when we were on a bus on Salzburg, um, we in the morning a bunch of kids came on and just started talking to us about stuff they liked and asked us where we were from and what it was like there. And I thought that was really cool and intuitive of them. But, like, no kids would do that to, do that in America, really. No. No, it's, a, it, it's really a culture that's shocking the first time you come, but you really, really feel it when you come home. Mm-hmm. So... Well, um, fingers crossed um, about Australia and New Zealand... I know you're extremely excited to go to these two places. I can tell you I've been there three years ago, and you'll come back in love with those two countries as well. I'm very excited for those. So Hopefully it happens. Well, I, I still feel really good about what's coming um, in terms of solving the, uh, the issue with the vaccine. So... Uh, we'll know soon. We'll know by Christmas, but it, I feel good that we're going on June 23rd. Me too. All right. Well, Griffin, uh, any, uh, I guess, uh, well, one more question. So the trip abroad, did it change you? Oh, easily. hundred percent. Can you give me an example? Uh, I just feel like it's opened me up a lot more to wanting to, do new things or try new things that I wouldn't have wanted to do in the past. Okay. Like if you had told me in high school, hey, go to a different country you haven't heard that much about for three weeks right. with a bunch of people you don't know. Right. Do that. I would have been like, eh, I don't know. I think I'll pass. <laughs> and then now I'm just like, can I go for four weeks instead of three? Right. So other than Australia, New Zealand, and Austria, if you could go somewhere tomorrow and just be, like, beamed there, 
Have you thought about a country you want to really go to? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of options. I would like to go see Japan. Oh, yeah. Brazil. Yeah. I'd like to go somewhere in Africa, like yeah. Kenya or South Africa, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I want to try to check off every continent. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, I'd re- I really want to go to Norway and Scandinavia. Yeah. Well, good. There's lots of places that I don't think that you'll ever go to a place uh, that will beat Austria, Salzburg, because that kind of feels like you have a, a home connection to. But there are places that are almost just a degree off in terms of incredibleness. And they're all different. But Salzburg and Austria will probably always be your number one or number two until, you know, you retire. You'll you'll think back and say, yep, that's the place if I could move to, that's where I'd go. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your time this morning and good talking to you. And I'll keep you updated on our trip coming up to Australia. Yeah, I don't think students realized uh, from 2019 that they were living literally next door to Germany. Right up the street is the German border. It's not marked anymore between Austria and Germany. And it straddles the huge mountain and the mountain top called Untersberg. So when you take a cable car to the top, and you walk around the observation area, you're literally walking and toggling back and forth between Austria and Germany. So that's why uh, Griffin talked about the fact that uh, on his phone it was saying welcome to Germany, and it really is just the border that goes over the tip of the mountain, and that mountain was in the backyard of the dorm that we used in 2019. So great talking to Griffin Lafayette, great guy, had a great time. We were glad to have him and uh, look forward to seeing him again down in Australia, New Zealand in 2021. You have been listening to Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel. My name is Jeff Myers.